Welcome to another episode of the Unreasonable Art of Living podcast. I'm your host, Gerhard Molin, currently from Vienna. And as always, enjoy the music. Yeah, welcome back to episode 15. First and foremost, as always, I hope you're doing fine wherever you are right now because you're amazing. <laughs> yes, what a previous week. So, um, oh, before I forget, shout out to my friend Moritz. He sent me a revised version of the Lumi intro song. I really enjoy it. I really hear the difference. It's much warmer and a bit louder as well. And uh, so shout out to him and his band Creamy Business, and I think he deserves a round of applause. <laughs> it's really amazing, and um, yeah. Um, this is actually a good segue, because uh, I started also video recording the episodes. You can watch them on YouTube, the Unreasonable Art of Living podcast, or just the Unreasonable Art of Living. That's the, that's the name of the channel. <laughs> and you can actually see me like vibing to the intro, and this is me always doing it like that way <laughs> but now you can actually see how i do it <laughs> that's amazing <laughs> but yeah first of all or second of all thank you so much for all the feedback i received uh since episode 14 really encouraging words um very heartwarming and it gives me so much confidence to kind of being at the moment i feel like i'm in the process or like leaving the, the safe harbor on my sailing ship and I'm in the process of leaving the safe harbor and embracing the uncertain waters. And it's going to be very exciting. And I can't wait to keep you updated about, you know, on the whole journey. And I promise to you and to myself to stay as authentic as possible, as always. Because, yeah, I really owe this to you. Um, because, yeah, we've we've come far. 15 episodes. Amazing. And um, the podcast is growing organically, which is beautiful to see and why i decided actually also to video record now is because of someone he, he reached out to me simon shout out to him he's from denmark and we're working together now and he's creating short um form content so the short reels you might have noticed them. we're experimenting a lot it's exciting to i don't know try these things out i've never thought about doing that but it kind of like pushed me to try it out and i really had a lot of fun so Thank you, Simon, for pushing me, kind of like bringing me this, like inspiring me to think about, all right, I could also create short form content. So thanks to him. Yeah, I'm on YouTube now as well. And we have short reels. And why I like the idea of it, because it gives kind of like people the opportunity to have like bite-sized content. Not everyone has 40, 50, 60 minutes a day. I completely get it. And I mean, it's nice that we can now provide kind of like nuggets or little snippets and key takeaways in 30 40 seconds and it's still engaging you don't have to listen to the whole episode and yeah i love it i really enjoy it actually yeah um lots have happened this week again take me a sip let me take a sip from my this time i'm drinking green tea with jasmine and now i need to put away because i'm recording and i see myself on the screen and that's very <laughs> it's annoying not annoying but <laughs> Um, distracting, let's put it that way. Very distracting. So I'm drinking green tea with jasmine. Very delicious. Very hot. <clears throat> Ouch. <laughs> mm. 
very fragrant, the jasmine. Wow, I love it. And so yeah, YouTube channel, there's it happened. Um, yeah. I think the upcoming week is going to be interesting because I'm going to go to Peru. Looking forward to it. Already discussed in previous episodes. Me and my mom are very excited about this trip. And I'm, yeah, very excited also to report and up to you from, update you from Peru. It's going to be so cool. And this week, so I did my Lumi check-in again previously to the show. And... This week has been actually lower. So I have a 3.5 compared to a 4.1 to the previous week. And even though I had a beautiful at friends and body health five, because friends, I had uh, people, friends from Finland actually come visit Vienna. They're tra traveling currently from Helsinki all the way down to Sicily. Uh, so shout out to Melissa and Thomas. It was beautiful to see them here and it was beautiful to show them Vienna. So in that terms, it was a really nice week. I didn't sleep that well, to be honest. Um, there was a lot of, uh, I think, yeah, a lot going on. And it always, like, for me, when I, I'm in a new, even, like, if I'm in Vienna, it takes the time to kind of, like, get used to this and kind of, like, get familiar where I am. Like, just, like, okay, now I'm in Vienna. <laughs> But actually, I really want to talk about one point, and it's uh, family. I gave it a two. And I really want to be, for me, it was... So two could be better. And what happened? Yeah, I thought about this. And there was an incident. So, you know, I'm staying with my dad and I love him dearly. And there was one moment where my dad was frustrated about something. And, you know, I just reacted in a very, not in the, I think, correct way. So I got frustrated that he was frustrated that, you know, he didn't figure it out. Like, you know, you're my dad, kind of this kind of sense. And we had like a discussion, not, we didn't fight, we just like a discussion. I think we both were not really happy where this discussion went, in what direction. And then I realized it like, you know, why I gave myself a two about this? It's like, it's so easy to forget that our parents, and this time my father, is like, you know, it's as you and me and everyone else, just a human being with fears and hopes and feelings and needs and it's so easy to forget that sometimes you know like yeah it is your father but at some point you have to kind of like see this person as a human as well and understand they haven't figured it out as well and you know my father is now uh, 78 i mean he doesn't have any parents he doesn't have anyone to look up or like ask for advice and i realized it and really yeah it's like wow i was disappointed myself how i reacted because it is a way also like, i think it's a process of growing up and finding an eye-to-eye -eye relationship with your parents and you know i think in this moment what i realized is that all he needed was just understanding and someone to listen to not someone who kind of provides him a solution or tries to kind of like um get frustrated why he doesn't you know doesn't get it Because he's my father, after all, he should know. But I was disappointed myself. And I was became aware of it. And I think the next morning, yeah, I apologized. And we hugged each other. And I think that was, for me, the most honest response I could do. The most authentic response. Because, like, yeah, I, I failed to see him in that per moment as a human being. 
Instead, I felt I saw him as like his father role who should have figured it all, all out, which is just wrong. And I think so often when we go through life, especially with our parents, how often do we miss these opportunities where we see them as humans actually and just see them as this role as father or mother who should have figured it out. And actually at some point we should need to figure, like see that, you know, we, it is our responsibility now maybe to be there for them. Hmm. So that's why I gave it a two. And um, in the end, like now it's all good again. <laughs> but, you know, some green lights of this week was absolutely, uh, yeah, hiking with my friends. It was absolutely beautiful. Coffee with my mom, catching up with her after weeks of haven't seen each other. I was so excited about Peru. And all the feedback I received from uh, episode 14 and yeah, just joy making these YouTube videos now and like the podcast as well. So you have like an, a new kind of like dimension to all of it. And there were some, uh, yeah, also like working on the Lumi research paper. Like there was a bit of a pause because of a lot of to do, a lot to do. But I'm working on a Lumi research paper with my friend Mika in Tokyo. Very excited to share more about it. We might be able to finish or submit a version this month, but let's see. <laughs> Okay, that was the intro. <laughs> All right, 10 minutes in. <laughs> and um, yeah, hey, so main topic of the day. I wanted to talk about this for weeks now. I finished the book, I think three, four weeks ago. And the book is called The Courage to be Disliked, the Japanese phenomena that shows you how to change your life and achieve real happiness by Ishiro Kishimi and Fumitake Koga. It was a brilliant book and um, two things why I liked it so much. First of all, it was written in the Socrates style, like Socrates dialogue, which means there was a fictionary, fictionary person representing youth and a philosopher. And the whole book is just like a dialogue. Really like trying to see, you're like um, coming to understanding through questions and dialogue and providing new perspectives very interesting. Mm. And the second part, or the second reason why I write so much is about why, I, because I never heard about Adlerian psychology, which uh, was founded by Alfred Adler. He was an Austrian medical doctor born 1870. And he was a psychotherapist who was best known for founding the school of individual psychology. And so in this at this point, I want to just remind you, um, this podcast is always about like, kind of like introducing you, like showing you what I've read and philosophies, science, spiritual, how to say, spiritual, like, or like concepts from spirituality. And, you know, you can, I always invite you to listen to it. You can, of course, and should always question things, but always listen with an open mind. And I really enjoyed this uh, book because, yeah, it introduced me to the Adlerian psychology. And Adlerian psychology was actually, and I've looked into it more, was really Alfred Adler was decades ahead of his time. And why I'm saying this, because when you read this book, when you have read many other philo books about philosophy, Stoicism, about yogi, Zen Buddhism, was Buddhism itself, uh, wow, he had very similar concepts, but as a psychiatrist. And I think that's why it was so eerie, almost, at around that time. And actually he was Freud's, he was a student of Freud. 
And it was like this Freud-Adler contro- controversy. There was a dispute almost because he challenged Freud's core belief that kind of like everything is kind of like deterministic, that past events or traumas cause like kind of like present our current behaviors and this is just how it is. Whereas Adler believed in more like in the present that there's you no know, like we live from moment to moment and we can change at any time. Like yes, we acknowledge that there are things that happened in the past and the emotions that trigger us, they're all real. But we, and actually that's very similar to what uh, Viktor Frankl with logotherapy said, we can always change the meaning. We give meaning to these events and we can reframe our thought pattern and therefore our behavior. That was remarkable. And not only that, he his key kind of takeaway is also like um, around community and what it means community, not like in the social construct. But now I'm getting ahead of myself. <laughs> so this book is very dense because like it really <laughs> dives into the whole in a sense, Adlerian psychology, the key concepts. I think there are at least 10, 10 key concepts discussed in this book. But I, I'm boiling it down to three. It kind of gives you the, the key takeaways of what I found very interesting. First key takeaway about this book is about self-acceptance. So Adlerian psychology is really based on, when this book is based on self-acceptance and loving oneself. It means accepting accepting but also discovering one's irreplaceable this is me so just as i am i'm enough and i have a right to be here and the second thing a uh, second key takeaway so first with self-acceptance the second, the second one is the confidence in others it means to place unconditional confidence at the base of one's interpersonal relations rather than seeding doubt and what this means uh, you will hear more soon. So having just like a confidence uh, confidence in others that the people around us, they're no enemies. They're all comrades or colleagues. They're friends. We're all in this together. So we have self-acceptance and the confidence in others. And the third key takeaway I found cornerstone, I found very good, is the concept of contribution to others. And this means to have this understanding, I am beneficial to the community. Which is all based on the first two principles, self-acceptance and confidence in others, because this means you have an understanding of your own value and strength and how you can contribute to this community. And again, what community means, I will explain soon. It's quite fascinating. Because um, Alfred Adler said something or like there's one, one part in the book, I'm going to quote it now. For a human being, the greatest unhappiness is not being able to like oneself. And Adler came up with an extremely simple answer to address this reality. Namely, that the feeling of I am beneficial to the community or I am of use to someone is the only thing that can give one a true awareness that one has worth. And this is beautiful. So, this, again, Alfred Adler, like the, the, the key point is that you, know, you start with yourself, understanding your own strength and value. And once you understand that, um, you understand how you can contribute to this community. But let's go step by step. 
Let's start with self-acceptance. First, sip of tea, of course. <laughs> mm, delicious. By the way, if you want, ever want to let me know what your favorite tea is, please let me know. I will try it. So the key takeaway is about, in this book, about self-acceptance. The first thing, and it's quite um, also, hmm, it is um, thought-provoking, of course. In this book, book of course, Ad- Adlerian psychology argues that why people can change. And it really argues that actually it's not the past traumas that shape our lives, but the meaning we give to them. So we have the power to change our interpretations and narratives about the past at any given moment. So what they're saying is people are not driven by past causes, but move towards goal that they, that they themselves set. And what this means, of course, is also like, Deciding who you are is something they call a lifestyle choice. So your understanding about what what they mean about lifestyle is about um, thoughts, about how you view the world and how you turn this view into action, so how you behave. That is for them a lifestyle, and a lifestyle can be always changed. And in this book, they say something like this. You know, like the many, there's a lot of like suffering basically because people um, are not happy with themselves in a sense because they would like to change that or they would like to be like this person. Or they always find something they're not happy about. And one point in, in this book, they argue is like, you know, like, but you know, I did not consciously choose this kind of self who I am right now, or like that I'm unhappy. And in the book, or Alfred Adler argues that, yes, you did choose to be unhappy. And maybe your first chose choice of who you think you are or the lifestyle was probably unconscious, combined with external factors you have referred to, for example, race, nationality, culture, and home environment. And Alfred Adler or Adlerian psychology argues that probably the first understanding of your lifestyle or view on the world happens around age 10. And then you kind of like stick to it. That's you think who you are and this view you have constructed. And then they actually say like, you know, like why people choose not to change. Because people can change all the time. Regardless of the environment they are in, Because you are unable to change because you're making decision not to. <laughs> and why is that so? In his book, they argue that when we try to change our lifestyles, you know, like in lifestyle, we refer to our worldview of thoughts and actions that kind of like manifest this worldview. When we try to change our lifestyles, we put great courage to the test. Because, of course, changing means there's uncertainty. And there is this anxiety generated by changing and the disappointment attendant to not changing. And 
most or often people are afraid of this what if and this possibility of disappointment and pain. And that's why the title already says, you know, like, the, what does it mean the courage to be disliked? We'll get to it soon. But the first step, what Alfred Adler, uh, Adler argues, Adlerian psychology is a psychology of courage. And they argue that your unhappiness cannot be blamed on your past, on your environment. And it isn't that you lack competence. You just lack courage. And one might even say that you're lacking the courage to be happy. Let that sink in. That you're lacking the courage to be happy. <clears throat> mm -hmm. Because what happens when we choose to be happy? We have to disappoint people. And Ad Alfred Adler has something to say about that too. That's why it's the courage to be disliked. Before I get to this, so often we, how do we see ourselves? <laughs> email. <laughs> Maybe I should turn off the email program. <laughs> um, it's actually funny. There was once a research paper I forgot many, many years ago. I think I mentioned this in a previous episode. But it was an interesting research paper that actually our biggest bully is our inner voice. And yeah, so often we only notice our shortcomings because we have resolved to not start liking ourselves. Again, it's a decision. And in order to not like yourself, you don't see your strong points and focus only on your shortcomings. So first we have to understand this point. That we actually, in order to kind of like the courage to be happy, means to actually starting to really see ourselves and have the courage to see our strength and not be defined by other people's opinion about ourselves. We give so much worth to what other people think of us that we actually, the only, the only, on the only opinion that really matters is what we think about ourselves. Yet, this is probably, for many people, the last opinion they listen to. And Adlerian also like psychology, in his book he says, it's not what one is born with, but what use one makes of that equipment. And I think it's so crazy that, you know, of course it's so difficult with Nowadays with social media, and it has ever been. Nowadays with social media, back in the days it was magazines and TV and, I don't know, maybe 200 years ago, 300 years ago it was easier. But being bombarded by constantly how other people live in their lives, we forget who we are. We forget how to listen who we are. We forget to understand what makes us unique and to reference a previous episode to understand what is our cookie cutter shape <laughs> what makes us so unique in this world and this is the foundation of Adlerian psychology to understand what makes you you and what is your strength 
Because in your strength, you will find value and happiness and freedom and the courage to be happy. I mean, that's, that's a crazy statement, the courage to be happy. So that's about the self-acceptance, the foundation, to first really understand who you are. And based on what I just said, about like always this constantly looking at other people, listening to other people, what they say about us, what maybe they feel about us, what we compare us constantly. And over time, we develop an inferior, inferior, right? What's the, <laughs> I knew it. <laughs> you can feel superior and inferior. Yes, you constantly feel inferior. And Adlerian psychology argues that all problems are interpersonal relationship problems. That's a fascinating statement. Statement. And there's one, ad, uh, one quote I want to read out. For instance, if one had a feeling of inferior, inferiority, 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 yes, let's say it again. For instance, if one had a feeling of inferiority with regard to one's education and resolve to oneself, for example, I'm not well educated, so I would just have to try harder than anyone else. That would be a desirable direction. The inferiority complex, on the other hand, refers to the condition of having begun to use one's feeling on inferior, infer, inferiority. <laughs> Jesus Christ, this word. <laughs> it's kind of an excuse. So one might think, you know, I'm not well educated, so I can succeed, succeed. Or I'm not good looking, so I can get married. So we kind of like start to take some statements. I'm not well educated. I grew up there. I was born with this kind of bodily feature. That's why I can do X, Y, Z. Instead of seeing, all right, I'm not well educated. I can do something about this myself. I can give meaning to it. I can reshape it. Instead of saying like, oh, I have this bodily feature that's bad, you can actually look like, oh, wow, I have this bodily feature. I'm unique. How can I, you know, I'm different to, that's me. There's nothing wrong or good about it. It's just me. And this is feeling inferior, constantly looking to other people. And I think that's what they say about all, problem, all problems are interpersonal relationship problems because we constantly see others as almost, they call, frame it as enemies that kind of like try to, we need to compare with, it's kind of like a race. We need to catch up and like be ahead of them. And so now we're actually merging into the second key takeaway. Uh, we had first now it's about self-acceptance, the foundation of Adlerian psychology. And the second key takeaway is about the confidence in others or the unconditional belief in others. What do they mean by that? That's also very interesting. So they say, um, we have to move from a horizontal to a vertical view of how we see others in this world. And this means that, or they argue, many of our challenges stem from our relationships with others. And by improving our interpersonal relationships, we can resolve many of the issues we face. And they argue that, you know, we, most of us, many people, see relationships as vertical. With one person being above or below the other in terms of superior or inferior. Adlerian psychology promotes horizontal relationships 
where people see each other as equals. So think about that. So often when we look at other people, we always see them as, okay, this person is ahead of me, this person is maybe behind of me. So it's also a question about, am I superior or inferior as reference to another person? But it's the wrong view, according to Adlerian. We have to see as a more vertical approach. We see people as colleagues, as collaborators. We don't care about how they look, what they do, how they, what status they have. We just see them as colleagues in this world where we're all together and we're moving together forward. And this means to first understand yourself. Who am I? What is my unique strength? Because once you understand that, you don't have to look at to the left, to the right, and feel like you are inferior or you feel like you're superior. Because once you understand who you are, that is something that wouldn't even cross your mind to think that way. <laughs> Tea break. <laughs> and they say, you know, once we move, kind of like, it, yeah, the concept is about walking next to each other instead of against each other. And they say, you know, even though the distance covered and the speed of walking differ, everyone is walking equally in the same flat place. The pursuit of being superior is the mindset of taking a single step forward on one's own feet, not the mindset of competition of the sort that necessity aiming to be greater than other people. And this is interesting because now they look at when, what, is healthy, what is a healthy feel of superior, inferior. And this is about it is healthy when it's not healthy when comparing oneself to others, but maybe it's, it's healthy when comparing oneself with one's ideal self. And I mean, I question a bit like the ideal self. What's an ideal self? I will actually reframe this. I think there's a beautiful, a healthy feeling or strive for feeling or like as a motivator to feel superior, not towards other people, but more like based on a on personal growth, based on authentic curiosity aligned with yourself. Because once you actually follow your beautiful natural curiosity, you will grow automatically and kind of like it's this natural, almost natural and loving and energizing constant energy that kind of like keeps you keep, keeps you moving forward keeps you learning more keeps you expanding keeps you meeting new people whereas when this strive for su feeling superior comes from an inferior inferior view on the world compared to others it could be also based on fear anxiety jealousy, hate, then this is not anymore like an, a growth mindset that has anything to do with your authentic self and like being really in harmony with nature. Then it's about like competing and um, yeah, it's about a win-lose situation. And actually at this point, I think, I don't know how many know that, but I think at first time I read about it, um, 
fuck, ma ei tea, nüüd, nüüd juhud, kui pidi ära. <laughs> the Latin word for competition. And I found this beautiful Latin word. Ah, Latin root. Let's check it. Oh, not <laughs> Latin competition here. No. <laughs> oh, my goodness. Mm-hmm. What did I find? Strife. Ah, there. It's beautiful. So, compete comes from the Latin root. The, the roots are in Latin competere. And actually the meaning or like best translation we have is strife in common, strife after something in company with or together. And actually we have misused, I think many times the word competition or people, because now this competition is about not coming together and strive together and learn together through, yeah, challenging each other as well in certain areas to learn together and again, moving together forward. Now this competition is about one bec- one one almost gets out of this as a winner the other one is a loser so one one gains one loses and i think this is the wrong view on competition for me now if you think about it competition should be about coming together so both come out of it with wins and gains And this is what Adlerian psychology is based on. It's powerful. Like you read this, is like, wow. That was in the early 20th century. And very different to Freud. And then to talk about, of course, so we had the self-acceptance and what does it mean the confidence in others? So first of all, to see people as... What did I say it wrong now? Of course, horizontal relationship, <laughs> not vertical. Vertical is upside down. So we see it in the from horizontal relationship. And to see people as colleagues or people who are, you're in here with them. Because when you start looking to think that people are always looking down on you, you and treating you with scorn, you see them as enemies. And you will never want, yeah, you never want to be, you know, yeah. You always wait, like, you know, what, what, you bit of like, there's a doubt. What are the intention? What did they do with us or like with me? And you kind of like, when you have to shift this through towards a place where we hear this together. Mm-hmm. And why do we see people as enemies sometimes? And why can't we think of them as our comrades? It is because you have lost your courage and you're running away what they call life tasks. And yeah, life tasks. And the life tasks about like they, they put it in three categories. Let me just check. Uh, searching life. <laughs> life tasks so my life tasks mm-hmm. oh yeah so Adler made three categories of the interpersonal relationships that arise of these processes and he referred to them as tasks of work tasks of friendship and tasks of love 
and all together as life tasks. And this is beautiful in a sense, like because it shows about like how do we contribute to this community through the three lenses, so to say, through work, through friendship and through love. And we have lost the courage to kind of like fulfill this life tax and the responsibility to choose that way. And then, of course, what happens when you... And I think now we're coming to the title as well, what it means to be the courage to be disliked. And it means that once you understand what's your strength and your uniqueness and your value, you don't care any much more about what other people think about you and you understand you walk away you walk a path that is your path and you believe you have the courage to walk this path and for some people they maybe get triggered by this and they don't disagree with you because maybe they haven't understand understood yet their their value their value like what makes them unique so they get jealous maybe they want to tell you, you know, you're doing wrong And choosing the courage to be happy, choosing oneself, might mean disappoint other people. And this means the courage to be disliked. Because it's okay not to be liked by everyone, and it should be that way. Because seeking approval from, so seeking approval from others can lead to a life that's not true to oneself. Because it takes courage to live authentically even if it means facing disapproval. And I think that's the hardest thing one can actually choose. That's what I mean. Adlerian psychology is a psychology of courage. Yeah, because going one, going your path and staying true to yourself, it means sometimes really disappointing people, but actually for the weirdest reasons, because you're actually just choosing yourself and suddenly you don't live for other people's expectations. You don't live for other people's beliefs and you don't live for other people's lives. That means the courage to be disliked. There will always be those people but only because they themselves have understood what it means the courage to be happy. Because if you, once you choose yourself and have understood, okay, we all need us together, we're unique to this in this world and we all kind of walk together next to each other then you would never ever project those kind of disappointments or feelings towards another person. Because then what drives you is understanding and love. Because like, okay, you would look at another person it's like, wow, this person shows herself, himself, and I will support her or him. That's being authentic. That's courage. That's courage to be happy. <laughs> And finally, so we had now the self-acceptance and having a confidence in others or like an unconditional belief in others, which stems from um, the, the issue that there's many problems stem from interpersonal relationships and that we have to move from uh, vertical to horizontal relationships. I think I said it wrong the first time. <laughs> I hope you this. <laughs> yes, maybe not. Anyways, you know what I mean. It's important that we have horizontal relationships where we don't see each other as enemies but as comrades and colleagues and yeah, being the same boat. And finally, 
the key takeaways about the contribution to others. And even though Adler, Adler also sees like interpersonal relationships are the root of many problems, it's also the flip side. It is the root of happiness. Because the goal of interpersonal relationship is a feeling of community. And here I got really like goosebumps when I read about Adlerian's understanding of what he means by community. And I want you to take a second. What do you, what, what do you think he means about community? What does commu community mean to you? And community um, in Adlerian psychology is beyond social constructs. It is beyond your family or friends. Think wider. It's beyond school, beyond work, beyond your city you live in, the country you live in. Zoom out, zoom out. What do you see? According to Adlerian, when he refers to community, it, he refers to community that spans across time and space. And here we tap into the spiritual realms. I mean, that's was I think that's why he also was challenged many times. Many people couldn't really, what what I read, it like they couldn't really work at that with this concept with him because it like you're reaching a point where it's like really hard to actually back it up with science. What he meant, but he understood as in all spiritual practices and philosophies from Buddhism to Vedic sciences to Christianity, Judaism. Um, stoicism that the community he refers to is this beautiful flow of life creation and love <laughs> it is not this social constructs we give it's like this this whole universe which kind of like started 14 and a half billion years ago and actually now we even think it was 25 billion years ago there was again research article anyways so when you think about this big bang what happened since then since then what triggered this big bang it was a river of creation it never stopped one thing led to another one thing led to new creations and creation i mean not not just a form of in terms of life and biology but creation also making ideas become reality Your ideas are seeds and you can bring them to life. And this is what he understands. Like, you know, once we understand our unique strength with a healthy relationship with our colleagues, so it becomes horizontal. Because once then we understand we are in this beautiful stream of creation together, a stream of love and joy and Yeah, just create creativity. And yeah, and this is like it's this is kind of like the cherry on top. The contrib contributing to others. Like this is gives meaning to someone to understand one's value and how to actually contribute to this community. But then it's like why actually what what is the danger of the desire of recognition? Why is it that people seek recognition from others? Where does it come from? And in many cases, it's due to the influence of reward and punishment education. As we grew up in education, we get, you know, grades for this behavior, for that thing, of course, in parenting, and which also they didn't know better. And um, 
Yeah. I'm just reading through my notes. <laughs> so, I think what, what they argue is like, all you can do with regard to your own life is choose the best path that you believe in. So that's kind of like truest and most authentic to you. Of course, a path that doesn't create suffering. That's without question. But I actually believe that, you know, none of our true nature, from no human being in this world, none of this his or her new true nature is uh, based on suffering or like, or with the intention to create more suffering. It is actually based on ignorance where we make decisions or pathways based on fear, jealousy, hatred, greed. And once you actually choose your path that you believe that is right for you, often we get like judgment of other people like that pass on that choice. But you have to remember that is a task of other people. And it's not a matter you can do anything about it. Even if you choose your path and you have the courage to courage to be happy and courage to go find your path, you will always meet people unless they all kind of like understand where we're in, which is a naive belief, I I think. You know, there's always, uh, that's also like part of life. We can't and we shouldn't all believe in the same thing. But the important thing is once you decide to have the courage to find your path, you will always find people who will judge you. And you can't do anything about it, but what your choice is to understand this is not your matter. Mm. And again, the courage to be happy also includes the courage to be disliked. <laughs> so yeah, the goal of interpersonal relationships in the end is a feeling of community. And in Adlerian psychology, a sense of belonging is something that one can attain only by making an active commitment to the community of one's own accord and not simply by being here. And in other words, what they say, you're saying that, or like, I'm not quoting now, that to feel it's okay to be here, one has to see others as comrades. And that, to see others as comrades, one needs both self-acceptance and confidence in others. And take it a step further, because the people who think of others as enemies have not attained self-acceptance and have not, not have enough confidence in others. Hmm. Because if one really has a feeling of contribution, one will no longer have any need for recognition from others because one will already have the real awareness that I'm of use to someone without needing to go out of one's way to be acknowledged by others. In other words, a person who's obsessed with the desire for recognition does not have any community feeling yet and has not managed to engage in self-acceptance, confidence in others, or contribution to others. And with that, we're coming to an end of um, the courage of this, like the key takeaways. I really encourage you to read this book, go and buy it, because there's so much more. There's so much more. It's a very dense book, actually, a lot of concepts. 
and then you know it gives me goosebumps at the end because he talks about to live life uh, as you're dancing and if you remember episode 14 I played a part from Ellen Watts where he talks about exactly like that again different persons different spheres they haven't even met each other probably in life but they understood they saw something and they understood something many 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 other great masters and thinkers understood and the other important thing is to really see life yeah now I'm going to put music because everything's beautiful it's so important to see life as a series of moments don't plan too much ahead even though there's beauty in planning but you can decide in every moment to change yourself you can decide in every moment as we speak as you listen to this podcast right now to have the courage to be happy and to have the courage to find yourself and to have the courage to be disliked because once you understood that and have the courage to live your authentic self you'll understand that you always have and always be a child of the universe and as a child of this universe you have a right to be here and together we're part of this ever-flowing stream of creation and love and I'm so excited to be part of this with you right here in this time and space so my dear listeners I invite you have the courage to be happy have the courage to be disliked and have the courage to be you and um, with these words I will say thank you so much for listening and if you have enjoyed this episode give it a 5 star rating on Spotify it will help the algorithm to kind of spread this episode or subscribe to my YouTube channel which is very new um, give it a comment see how you like this episode it's actually yeah I will link the YouTube channel um, in the show notes and I hope to see you next week have a wonderful day <laughs>